ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮೃದ್ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಶಾಂತ ಶಾಂತ ಶಾಂತಂದಸೃಷಭ ವಿಶ್ವರೂಪ ಛಂದೋಭ್ಯಮೃತಸಂಬೂವ ಸೇಂದ್ರೋಮೇಧಯಾಣೋ ಅಮೃತ ಶರೀರಂಚರ್ಷಣ ಜಿಹ್ವಾ ಮೇ ಮಧುಮತ್ತಮ ಆಭ್ಯಾಂಭೂರಿ ವಿಶ್ರುವ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಣ ಕೋಶಿ ಮೇಧಯಾತ ಮೇ ಗೋಪಾಯ ಶಾಂತ 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 ಅಹಂ ವೃಕ್ಷಸ್ಯರೇರಿವಾ ಕೀರ್ತಿ ಪೃಷ್ಠಂಗಿರೇರಿವಾ ಪವಿತ್ರೋ ವಾಜಿನೀವಸ್ವೃತಮಸ್ಮಿ ದ್ರವಿಣಗುಂಸವರ್ಚಸ ಸುಮೇಧಾಮೃತೋಕ್ಷಿತ ಇತೇತ್ರಿಶಂಕೋರ್ವೇದಾನುವಚನ ಶಾಂತ 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 ಪೂರ್ಣಮದೂರ್ಣಮಿದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತ 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 ಶ್ರುತಿಸ್ಮೃತಿಪುರಾಲಯಂಕರುಣಾಲಯ ನಮಿ ಭಗವತ್ಪಾದಶಂಕರ ಲೋಕಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಕೇಶವಂಬಾದರಾಯಣ ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತ ವಂದೇ ಭಗವಂತ ಪುನಃ ಪುನಃ ಈಶ್ವರೋ ಗುರುರಾತ್ಮೇದಿ ಭೇದ ವಿಭಾಗಿನೆ ವ್ಯೋಮವ್ಯಾಪ್ತೇಹಾಯ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಮೂರ್ತ ನಮಃ ಗುಕಾರಸ್ತಂಧಕಾರ ಋಕಾರಸ್ತನ್ನಿವರ್ತಕ ಅಂಧಕಾರ ನಿರೋಧಿ ಗುರುರಿತ್ಯಭಿಧೀಯತೆ ಸದಾ ಶಿವ ಸಂಭ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಮಧ್ಯಮ ಅಸ್ಮದಾಚಾರ್ಯ ವಂದೇ ಗುರುಪರಂಪರಾಂ ನಮ ಶ್ರೀ ಶಂಕರಾನಂದ ಗುರುಪಾದಾಂಬುಜನ್ಮನೆ ಸವಿಲಾಸ ಮಹಾಮೋಹ 
ग्राहग्रासकर्मणे परानंद consciousness which is nitya changeless saprakasha self effulgent is in fact atma and nature of atma is parananda the joy that is limitless yatah because parapremaspadam because the atma the self is the object of unconditional love and therefore we say that atma also is of the nature of limitless joy and our experience also confirms that मान भूवम ही भूयासम एवरीबडी हाउ इज अ लव फॉर द सेल्फ हाउ द लव फॉर द आत्मा इज अवर एक्सप्रेस्ड इन दिस एक्सप्रेशन वेदर इट इज सेड इन वर्ड्स और नॉट बट दिस फीलिंग इज एंटरटेन बाय एवरीवन मान भूवम ही मे इट नॉट बी दैट आई एम नॉट भूयासम मे इट बी दैट आई एवर बी so nobody wants that once existence we wiped out nobody wants non existence everybody loves existence and everybody ever wants to be that shows iti prema atmani ikshate thus our experience shows the love for the self and therefore the self is the object of unconditional and total love and therefore it is of the nature of ananda the happiness and so atma is satchit and ananda <coughs> but we do find love in other things also it is not that there is only love for atma 
we do find that we have love for other objects also. Then how do we say that we have absolute or unconditional love for Atma or unsurpassable love for Atma? How do we say that? Answer was given, Tat Prema Atmartha Manyatra Anyatra Tat Prema The love that we have elsewhere in things other than Atma, in things and beings other than Atma, Atmartham, that is only for the sake of Atma. So love that I have for other things and beings is in fact for the sake of Atma. Meaning that the other things and beings, the objects of the world, they only become upakaraka, helpful means to enable me to love myself. And therefore I have love in them. Naivam anyasamatmani. However, the love that obtains for the self is for the sake of self, not for the sake of something else. <coughs> Ataha tat paramam. And therefore, that love for the Atma is paramam, is limitless. Unconditional. Tena paramanandata atmanaha. And therefore, it is proven that Atma is paramananda. Atma is of the nature of limitless joy. <coughs> Itham satchit parananda atma yuktya. Thus by yukti or reasoning it has been shown that atma the self is satchit parananda. Atma is sat, existent, means nitya. It is chit, consciousness, and parananda, limitless happiness. Thus it has been shown by reasoning. Tathavidam param brahma. And param brahma as described in the Shruti or the Upanishad also is the same nature. Namely, Satchit Ananda. Then what is it that the Upanishads reveal? Or where is the uniqueness of the Upanishad? Which we cannot arrive at by Yukti or reasoning. Tayoscha Aikyam. That Atma is Brahman. This is the uniqueness of Upanishads. That Upanishads reveal the identity of Atma and Brahman. Which identity cannot be arrived at by any Yukti or any reasoning. <coughs> Tayoshaikyam Shrutyanteshu Upadishade. Shruti Anta. Shrutyanta means the end of the Shruti, end of the Vedas, namely Vedanta in the Upanishads. The identity between Jiva and Brahma is taught. And therefore, they are the ultimate Pramanam, the ultimate source of knowledge, ultimate means of knowledge. However, the reasoning helps. So this is called Anukula Chintanam, the helpful reasoning. Reasoning in keeping with the Shruti. <coughs> now an interesting question is raised. That please tell us whether this Atma is known or unknown. If Atma is unknown, then there cannot be love for Atma. Because we cannot have love for something that is unknown. Love for a thing arises only when we know the beauty of that thing. And if you say that Atma is unknown, there could not have been love for it. However, we find that there is love for Atma. So we will have to say that Atma is known. If Atma is known, then you just say that Atma is Parananda, is limitless happiness. And if Atma is known as limitless happiness, then I would not have craving or desire for any limited happiness. Having known myself as limitless happiness, there cannot be any desire for any limited happiness in the sense objects. And so, if we have desire for sense objects, or if we are seeking sense objects for happiness, that would only show that I do not know Atma. 
and that also is true that I have the desire for sense objects. I still find myself seeking happiness in the sense objects that seems to show that I do not know Atma. However, I have love for myself that seems to show that I have knowledge of Atma. Therefore, it seems that I have knowledge and you are ignorance also. And this is not possible. In one locus there cannot, these two things cannot simultaneously like this, that I know a thing and simultaneously I do not know. This is not possible. So this Atma presents a logical difficulty. This is called Maya or this is called Mithya, which is not logical, you know. So right from here the Mithya starts. And anything created from this is Mithya. If you show that the whole creation is a product of the ignorance, then it is proven to be Mithya because this itself is Mithya. Here there seems to be simultaneously both knowledge and ignorance about Atma. This is well. Whether it is logical or not, it is an experience and we have to accept it. Nahi drashte anupannam nama This, this nayaikas or logicians are so much wedded to the reasoning that they would not accept anything that cannot be proven by reasoning. <laughs> According to them, tarka or reasoning is the ultimate pramanam, ultimate means of knowledge. And if something does not make sense, they will not accept it. We say, well, whether it makes sense or not, what is a matter of experience has to be accepted. They say, no, it should make sense. So here is a lame man who cannot walk. It seems that this man went with his friends to some deep forest for a picnic. And it happened that somehow these people, rest of the people returned and leaving that that fellow was somehow lost and left there and everybody came away without him. Now everybody is worried. What will happen to that man? Because he cannot come by himself. However, next morning I received the phone call saying that the man has returned. I asked him, how can he return? Because he cannot walk, so there is no way that he can return. Well, maybe he got a ride. It's not possible. He's in such deep forest that nobody would ever give him ride also. And therefore, it is not possible that he could have come. So that he has come is not reasonable. I don't accept. But he is there. He says, well, how can he be there? And therefore, Nyayika will not accept. Even if the fellow is there, he will not accept because it cannot be explained. So we say that, Nahi drashte anupannam nama. That which is drashtam, that which is a matter of experience, you cannot call it anupannam or untenable. What is experienced has to be accepted. And you must apply your reasoning in such a manner as to explain your experience. Not try to twist and turn your experience to suit reasoning, but you must supply reasoning which will explain the experience. Thus it is our experience that there is love for the self. That would mean that I have knowledge for the self, otherwise I would not have love. But simultaneously, I have love for the objects also. That shows that I do not know myself as Paramananda, otherwise I cannot have love for the objects. When I would have a billion dollars with me, why would I run after five hundred dollars? I would not. Similarly also, the limitless happiness is my nature. Why would I run after the limited transient happiness of the objects? Not. I would not. But I still find myself running. That shows that I do not know myself. But I love myself. That shows that I, lo- I know myself. This knowledge 
and ignorance of our Atma seem to be simultaneously existing because that is a matter of experience. Whether it is logical or not, this is experience. Now this is where everybody fumbles and everybody is confused. Vedantins have the unique prakriya. This whole concept of avidya or ignorance is a unique thing by which this particular experience of life can be explained. A prakriya is that which can explain what we are experiencing. Now avidya is a prakriya, nothing more than that. Don't take anything to be such an extent, you know, avidya itself is a prakriya. Prakriya means a model, model to be able to explain or understand something. How they have these mathematical models? How the scientists come up with, the physicists come up with a certain mathematical formula to explain a certain phenomenon? All that formula can do is what? To express that phenomenon in a, in a manner which, which we can operate. But then there are always boundary conditions, assumptions, limitations, and no formula can ever express a phenomenon accurately. Otherwise, that formula will become phenomenon. And so also there is no prakriya which can totally and accurately express this, understand? That's why there are always debates about these prakriyas. Whether avidya is there or not, what is its nature? You know, these debates go on forever. But here is a prakriya which reasonably explains our experiences and there is no better prakriya than that. So he says, okay, we say that there is knowledge, simultaneous knowledge as well as ignorance about Atma. How can it be? So we accept that there cannot be. He says, well, there is knowledge of one aspect of Atma and ignorance of another aspect of Atma. Thus we know Atma also, we know the Self also, generally, but we do not know the Self particularly. Samanya Jnanam is there, but Vishesha Jnanam is not there. Just as about a rope, there is a Samanya Jnanam, Asti, something is there. But Vishesha Jnanam, that this is a rope, is not there. <coughs> this is a classic case. And this illustration of the Rajju Sarpa is a, is a fantastic illustration. Also illustration of the Vedanta is very dear to them. That Raju, I can't say that I do not know the rope because otherwise, I mean, I, I point out that there is something there that means that that object is known. Known generally, but not specifically that it is a rope. So in the, in the specific, in the Vishesh Agnyanam is there and that becomes the basis for what we call superimposition or Adhyasa and therefore the rope is taken to be snake. <coughs> had there been Vishesh Jnana of the rope, had I known the rope as rope, there would have been no superimposition. If there had been ignorance with Samanya aspect also, I did not know this also, then also there would have been no superimposition. But I have Samanya Jnanam, I said this, but ignorance of the Vishesha or the specific, um, specific nature of that object, namely this is rope. In this classic condition, is the root for adhyasa or superimposition where the rope is taken to be a snake. And so also about the Atma, Aham Samanya Jnanam, Aham Asmi, Aham Bhami, I am and I am conscious. But I do not have this the Vishesha Jnanam of the Atma that I am Anandha, that I am Purnaha, I am a complete being, that Vishesha Jnanam is not there. And therefore, in that complete aspect there is superimposition of incompleteness and that gives rise to the sense of incompleteness or inadequacy <coughs> okay anyway 
in logic it is necessary that you must always give illustration, drashtant. In order to prove any point, you must always give illustration. You must give hetu, the reason also. And so, in the subsequent now introduction to the twelfth verse, the question is asked, Nanu, ekasya yugapadbhana abhana na yujyate. Ekasya yugapad, yugapad means simultaneously. Ekasya for one object, for any one thing, simultaneously bhana abhane na yujyate bhana means knowledge abhana means ignorance how can there be simultaneously knowledge as well as ignorance for a given thing ityashankya this is a question from a nayayika then we ask him what do you mean by your question when you say that how can there be simultaneously knowledge and ignorance about the same thing at the same time what do you mean Kimidam ayuktam, kimidam ayuktatvam, adrishta charatvam, upapatyarahitatvam va. When you say that this doesn't sound right, that there is simultaneously knowledge and ignorance about one thing, what do you mean? Adrishta charatvam, is it that this has never been observed before? That, is it because it has never been observed that there is ignorance and knowledge for a given thing simultaneously. Have you never observed this phenomenon? Therefore you say that this is not tenable. Upapatti rahitattvam va. Or you say that it doesn't make sense in the sense that it is not logical or tenable and therefore you say that these two things cannot exist simultaneously. You understand? Question is, how can there be ignorance and knowledge simultaneously in one thing? It doesn't sound right. Okay, what do you mean when it doesn't sound right? You mean that it has never happened or it cannot happen or that it is not logical? Which way? <coughs> Both the questions are answered. That we will give you an illustration to show how there can be both knowledge and ignorance simultaneously. So, adrushta charatvam, that it has never happened, that is not possible because here is an illustration. <coughs> and then, we will also give you the upapatti, the reasoning as to how this is possible. So, twelfth verse gives the answer to both the, I mean, both the questions or both the pakshas. Adhyetru varga madhyastha Uttradhyayana shabdavata Bhane Pyabhanam Bhanasya Pratibandhena Yujyate Very interesting illustration. Adhyetru Varga Madhyastra Putra Adhyana Shabdavat. Like Shabda, like the sound. Shabdavat, like the sound. Adhyana Shabdavat, like the sound of chanting. Putra Adhyana Shabdavat, like the sound of chanting of the sun. Where is he? Adhyetru Varga Madhyastha. Like the sound of the chanting of the sun, who is one among a group of chanters. That there are many students who are chanting the Vedas, and my son is one among them. And here is a father, who is standing outside and listening to this chanting. He knows 
is able to spot in general that there is a sound of his son also. But he is not able to specifically point out, which means in general he knows that my son is there in here, but in particular he does not know that this is the kind of my son's chanting. And so, see this is an illustration of bhanebi abhanam, that knowing in general that yes my son is chanting, but not knowing in particular, not knowing in particular what exactly is the, the characteristic of the voice of my son. <coughs> so illustration, drashtanda. And what is yukti? Bhanasya pratibandhena yujyate. If there is a pratibandha or an obstacle in the knowledge, then it is possible that an as- a aspect is known, another aspect is unknown. Thus, in case of a rope and snake also, there is some obstacle, pratibandha. What is the pratibandha? Mand andhakara, as we said, the twilight, mand andhakara. It is neither bright light nor it is total darkness. It is twilight situation and that is the pratibandha. Pratibandha or an obstacle in revealing the visheshatva or the specific nature of that object. So twilight becomes an obstacle to knowing the specific nature of the object, but not an obstacle in knowing the general nature of that object. Object is, twilight does not create an obstacle to that much knowledge, but that the object is a rope, in that the twilight creates a pratibandha obstacle. <coughs> and therefore yujyate, so upapatti. First adrushtacharatvam, is it that it never happens? Well, here is the case where it happens. Upapatti rahitatvam, is it devoid of logic? He says, no, here is the logic also. <coughs> the Tikakara explains, Adhyetru varga madhyastha putra dhyana shabdavat. That is the whole compound word which is explained here. Adhyetrunam vedapathakanam vargaha samuhaha is Adhyetru vargaha. The group of the chanters, Vedapathaka, Adhyeta means Vedapathaka, those who are a group of people or group of students who is chanting the Vedas. Tasya Madhya Tishthati iti Adhyetra Varga Madhyastaha. The one who obtains in this group is called the one obtaining in the Adhyetra Varga Madhyastaha. Sachasau Patrasyaiti Tatha. So my son, who is a member of the group of those who are chanting the Vedas, tasya adhyanam tat kartrukam pathanam, adhyanam is pathanam, his chanting. Tasya shabdaha dvanihi, and the sound of the chanting. So that is shabda. Thus the sound of the chanting of my son, who is one of the group of those who are chanting the Vedas. <coughs> like that sound. Yatha bahisthasya pituhu bhasamanopi samanyataha nabhasade samanyataha nabhasade visheshataha After samanyataha there should be a, a, a comma. What is this thing? It goes with the hmm? bhasamana. Samanyataha. How does this thing work? Oh, this is not a pen. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's a pointer. <laughs> right. 
Oh, Swamiji also uses that? I see. Yatha bahisthasya pituhu bhasamanopi samanyataha kama na bhasate visheshataha. So that is all. Other samanyataha na bhasate, someone may read like that. It's not that. Bhasamanopi samanyataha. So the sound of the chanting of the sun, bahisthasya pituhu, for the father who is standing outside. For the father, he knows in general the sound of the sun. Samanyataha bhasamanopi. Na bhāsase visheshtaha But he is not able to specifically distinguish among this chorus Ayam mat putra dhvanihi That this is the dhvani or the sound of my son that is not able to pinpoint He can hear the sound of his son So he is aware that my son is chanting alright But he cannot, he does not specifically know the characteristic of the chanting of the son because it is muffled or it is you know on account of the chanting of other, other boys also, that specific nature is not recognized by him. He's, he cannot sp- make it out. Mat putra dhvanihi thi. Similarly also, tatha anandasyabhi bhanebi abhanam bhavati tyartha. And so also I know the Atma that I am. And that I am conscious. That much I know. But that I am complete. I am full. I am limitless. That aspect of myself is not known. That aspect is veiled by some obstacle. Just as the specific sound of my son is veiled by a given obstacle, and so also that I am on and that I am full, that now is veiled by some obstacle. <coughs> so thus he is arriving at some obstacle, which deprives me of knowledge of myself. <coughs> Now, what is there any logic or any logical reasoning in this? Dvitiyam pratyaha, dvitiyam pratyaha. Now, the second, the question, that is, this is not logical, that is being answered here. Bhanasyeti, bhanasya pratibandhene yujyate, the verses. Bhanepi abhanam etetat atrabi anusanjaniyam. Bhanepi abhanam, anusanjaniyam means it should be pulled here also. So, bhāne pi abhānam bhānasya pratibandhena yujyate. <coughs> so, this bhāne pi abhānam goes, that two sentences here. Adhyetru varga madhyastha putra dhyana shabdavad bhāne pi abhānam. One sentence. And then, bhāne pi abhānam bhānasya pratibandhena yujyate. Second sentence. <coughs> Bhanasya, Spuranasya, Pratibandena, Vakshamana, Lakshanena, Bhane, Bhanam, Samanita, Pratidovi, Visheshakarana, Apratidhi, Yujade, Upadjade, Tirtaha. Bhanasya means Spuranasya. Pratibandena, Bhanam means knowledge. Spuranam means knowledge. Vakshamana, Lakshanena, Pratibandena. On account of the obstacle that is going to be described subsequently, namely ignorance. The teacher here is subsequently going to describe that agnanam ignorance is that obstacle because of which there is abhanam or ignorance of the ananda aspect of myself. Samanyataha pratitopi bhanepi abhanam means what? Bhane means samanyataha pratitopi. Even though Atma is known, Samanyataya, Ahamasmi, Ahambhami, 
विशेष आकारेण प्रतिदिहि युज्यते उपपद्यते विशेष आकारण अप्रतिदिहि दैट आई डू नॉट नो माय सेल्फ इज आनंद युज्यते ऑन अकाउंट ऑफ एन ऑब्स्टिकल दिस इज पॉसिबल इत्यर्थः सो लॉजिक आल्सो इज देयर रीजनिंग आल्सो इज देयर कोसो प्रतिबंधः ऑब्वियसली आकांक्षा सी हाउ Every verse is an answer to some akanksha or, or an anxiety to know something arises. So this verse presents a pratibandha obstacle. Immediately a, a desire arises. What is that obstacle? It says, Koso pratibandha. What is that pratibandha? What is the obstacle? Iti atha aha. Such a question would be there. And therefore the next verse answers that question. What is that pratibandha? What is the obstacle that deprives me of knowing myself as ananda? <coughs> So the thirteenth verse says, "Pratibandho sti bhati ti, vyavaharaarha vastuni, tam nirasya virudhasya, tasyot padana mucchade." asti bhaditi vyavaharaarha vastuni in a vastu or an object or a thing that is vyavaharaarham for which is which is uh, object of vyavahara object of this kind of expression shabda prayoga asti bhati this atma which is uh, which becomes the object of vyavahara object of our expression asti bhati this atma or anything for that matter tam nirasya that which is and that which shines tam nirasya overpowering that nature of that thing viruddhasya tasya utpadanam and altogether creating a notion which is contrary to the nature of the thing a thing is is and thing shines that's the nature of the thing but obstacle is that which in fact overpowers its nature and makes it appear altogether contradictory that it is not it does not shine this is pratibandha uchchade this particular thing is called pratibandha or obstacle this obstacle is that which veils the true nature of the object and creates for it a, a altogether a error or an opposite concept or opposite notion what we call misapprehension or altogether projection again going back to our illustration of this rope and the snake what is that pratibandha first of all it veils the true nature of the object namely rope and creates there altogether a contrary knowledge that this is a snake this is pratibandha this ignorance that we are talking about is is of this nature it doesn't completely veil that object only otherwise that's okay not only it veils the nature of the object but it creates there altogether an opposite concept or opposite notion that this is a snake in case of atma also the ignorance veils the nature that i am ananda and creates there altogether a contrary idea that i am dukhi you know it veils the nature that i am full 
and creates their full means F-U-L-L, you know, I am full. And creates in there alto- the opposite notion that I am incomplete, inadequate. This is called Pratibandha. This is to explain our experience. It is our experience that I am a limited person, I am a limited being, I am inadequate. Who does that? You say, Shruti, Upanishad says, you are Brahman, you are limitless. And the wise people also verify that yes, what the Upanishad says is true, is a matter of our experience and knowledge. And then how do I feel that I am limited? In spite of my being limitless, how do I take myself to be limited? Because there is an obstacle, that is ignorance. Ignorance veils my nature of limitlessness and creates in there, in fact, just the contrary notion of my being limited. <coughs> that is being explained by the commentator. Astivhadidi vyavaharaha vastuni. Asti means vidyade, if something is. Bhati means prakashade. It is known or it shines. It is evam prakaram vyavaharam arhatidi astivhadidi vyavaharaham. That which is suitable for this kind of a expression. Vyavahara here, Shabda Prayoga. This kind of an expression. An object which is suitable for this expression, that it is and it shines. That object is called, that, that which is suitable for the expression, is and shines. Tatcha tad vastuchayadi tatha tasmin. Vastu means an object which is suitable for this kind of a, an expression that it is and it shines. Tam, tam means what? Purvoktam vyavaharam. That is dusty, it is and it shines. Nirasya nirakritya. Nirasya nirakritya means overpowering. Overpowering this nature of the thing which is and which shines. Viruddhasya nasti nabhati. Iti evam rupasya vyavaharasya utpadanam jananam tat pratirsaha pratibandha iti vachyate. And instead of that, creating this notion, it is not. It does not shine. How people say, God is not there. I don't accept a God. I don't believe in God. Or I say God is not. That God is nothing but Atma. I don't think God is something else. So when someone says God is not there, he is denying himself. Because Atma alone is God. So what there is is God alone and this fellow says God is not and so what exists and what shines what is self-effulgent for that this notion is created that it is not and it does not shine where is God? who has seen him? that means whatever we see is not God there is a conclusion isn't it? show me God when you say show me God that means that what you are at the moment seeing is not God that is what you already taken for granted. Otherwise, how can you ask a question, show me God? They say that what you are seeing is God alone. That alone is whatever you see, whatever you hear, whatever you perceive, whatever you don't see, everything is God alone. So even in spite of the fact that God alone is and He alone shines, what do we think? He is not and He does not shine. <coughs> what this ignorance does, that which is and shines, for, for that very same thing, overpowering that nature, creating there altogether the notion which is quite contrary to the nature of the thing, 
This is called Pratibandha obstacle. This is a technical kind of an obstacle. Understand that avidya or agnanam is a technical word, not to be confused with ordinary ignorance. Or similarly, pratibandha or obstacle also is a technical word and it means this. Normally obstacle is that which prevents us from seeing something. But this obstacle is, it, it veils the, the nature of the thing and creates there altogether a contrary concept. <coughs> Iti evum rupasya vyavaharasya utpadanam, utpadanam is jananam pratibandha iti uchyate, this is called pratibandha. <coughs> Ukta lakshanasya pratibandhasya karanam drushtanda darshtandika yoho kramena darshayati. Ukta lakshanasya pratibandhasya karanam. This pratibandha or obstacle which has been just said before, what is the cause of it? Karanam drishtanta dashtandikayoho. There is a drishtanta illustration. What is the illustration? Illustration is the, the chanting of the sun in a group of chanters. And what is that which is illustrated? Atma is illustrated. So drishtanta is adhyetru vargamadhyasta putra shabda, putra adhyana shabda. This is the drashtanda and darshtanda that which illustrated is atma in both drashtanda and darshtanda the cause for this pratibandha is shown by the author in the 14th verse kramena darshadi in sequence <coughs> first in drashtanda and then in darshtanda tasyahe tussamana bhi Hara Putra Dhanishrita Ihana Dira Vidyaiva Vyamo Haikani Bandhanam You'll find that many of these verses do not let, lend themselves into breaking into two. We are not supposed to break it Samana, Bhi and Haraha is like breaking, you know, my head and something like that. It's, you can't break this word. Because not, you can break the word only whether it's sandhi. This is a compound word. So, samana viharaha, in that haraha you cannot separate. Just for the facility of chanting we do it, but in fact we should read the whole line together. Tashehetu samana vihara putra dhanishrutau. That is how we should read. <coughs> Tasyahetuhu, Tasyahetuhu is Pratibandha Sehetuhu. See, Hetu, the cause for the Pratibandha or obstacle is Samana Putra Dhanishvatau. In case of the hearing of the sound of the chanting of the sun, what is the Hetu, what is the cause of this obstacle? Samana Viharaha. The simultaneous chanting or the group chanting of this other voice is a cause for not recognizing the specific characteristic of the chanting of my son. <coughs> Iha, however, in case of Atma, what's the obstacle? Anadihi avidya eva, that ignorance. Anadihi avidya. Avidya, ignorance, which is anadi, beginningless. That is Vyamoha ekanibandhanam. Ekanibandhanam, mukhya karanam, the only main cause for Vyamoha, for this delusion, or for this viparita jnanam. Vyamoha is viparita jnanam. So for this erroneous knowledge, 
of taking myself to be a samsari or a limited jiva. What is the main reason for taking myself to be this limited one? Avidya, ignorance, which is beginningless. <coughs> so, avidya is not, agnyanam is not, gnyana abhava. So, normally, a, uh, you know, that particle, uh, that nuns can mean absence. It has so many meanings. It can mean absence also. It can mean opposite also. It can be in the sense of uh, ninda. It can be in the sense of alpa. Different kinds of meanings are there. <coughs> so, agnyanam is not absence of gnyanam. Agnyan, in fact, is bhavarupam. Ignorance is not absence of knowledge because it is not that the rope is totally unknown. But then, the rope is known and still unknown. So this is an ignorance which creates what we call the erroneous knowledge. And therefore it is called bhavarupa magnyanam. It has some kind of an existence. And therefore it creates erroneous knowledge which becomes the cause for all subsequent projections. says the commentator Putrat Dhanishradau Putrat Dhanishravana Lakshane Drashtante In that illustration which was given earlier illustration of the hearing of the sound of the chanting of the sun Tasya Pratibandasya Tasya means Pratibandasya Hetuhu Dhara means Pathanam Chanting Samana means together. Bahubhi saha pathanam. So samana abhiharaha means pathanam and bahubhi saha means samana. Bahubhi saha pathanam chanting along with many others. That is the cause. In short, there the cause is the chanting together with many others is a cause for not recognizing the specific nature of the chanting of the sun. Iha darstantike pathanam. Then better there be a comma, you see. Iha means darstantike. Here in our case, where atma, in case of that which is illustrated, vyamoha eka nibandhanam. Vyamoha eka nibandhanam. What is vyamoha? Vyamohanam viparita jnanam. About Atma, we have Viparita Jnanam, we have this erroneous knowledge <coughs> of taking the Atma to be a limited entity, subject to birth and death, limited in time, place, conditions. The Ihaloka, uh, Paraloka, Vyavahara, you know, this one who goes from Ihaloka to Paraloka, from this world to the other world. <coughs> and this kind of notion that we entertain about ourselves, this is called Viparita Jnanam. It's a problem. Jnanam is not a problem. Agnyanam also is not a problem. Viparita Jnanam is a problem. See, for the wise man there is no problem because he has Jnanam. For us also, whenever we are in deep sleep, there is no problem because there is total Agnyanam. So there is no samsara in deep sleep. How nice it is. Because there is Agnyanam. No Viparita Jnanam. In deep sleep, I don't take myself to be a limited entity. I don't take myself with the body or the mind or anything. I have no notion about myself. There is absence of viparita jnanam or adhyasa in deep sleep, so there is no samsara. And of course for the wise man, there is jnanam, 
there also there is absence of viparitajnanam because of knowledge. In deep sleep there is absence of viparitajnanam because that viparitajnanam is completely covered by ajnanam. For a wise man also there is absence of viparitajnanam because by knowledge his viparitajnanam is destroyed. These two people have no problems. But all these intermediate fellows who have the viparitajnanam, they have the problem. Moment we wake up, then viparitajnanam starts. Moment I wake up, this body shines. In deep sleep the body does not shine, the mind does not shine, and therefore there is no cause for committing the error. There is no ground. Moment I wake up, the body shines, my mind shines, and therefore I take them to be myself, viparitajnanam. And that is how the samsara, that's the original sin. Original sin is this, ignorance. But we don't like to call it sin because sin always uh, has a connotation of an agent. That somebody is, that I am a sinner. Ignorance, I don't have any responsibility because it is not my creation. It is just there. And therefore, there is no uh, there is no guilt feeling here, or there is no condemnation here, there is no uh, owning up of ignorance. <coughs> it is there. But who has created it? Nobody has created it. It is just there. And I am just subject to under the spell of that ignorance, which is not my fault. So there is no fault anywhere. And then we can deal with the situation at all. So if you want to, if that sin is, is taken to be ignorant, then it is fine. If that sin brings about a sense of condemnation, well, that's a wrong thing. But they have some idea, all right, original sin. Means this original sin means this original cause, this ignorance is there. And it is anadi. So it says, Iha darstandike vyamo haika nibandhanam vyamo hanam eka nibandhanam mukhyam karanam Maya Shakti Vilasa Kalpita Maha Vyamoha Samharine. That's the Guru who destroys his Maha Vyamoha. Not only Vyamoha, Maha Vyamoha. That's taking myself to be wretched. I'm an insignificant wretched self, you know. This is Maha Vyamoha. One who destroys. And that is Maya Kalpita. And that which is a creation of Maya or ignorance, one who destroys that is the teacher. <coughs> So, Vyamohanam, Viparita Jnananam, Eka Nibandhanam, the word Eka also has several meanings. Eka can means one, Eka can means Anya, Eka also can means Mukhyam. Here, Eka Nibandhanam, Mukhyam Nibandhanam means Karanam. Eka Nibandhanam means Mukhyam Karanam. The principal cause for this Vyamoha or Viparita Jnanam of taking the Atma to be limited is Agnyanam. <coughs> In fact, that full stop after the Vipari Mukhyam Karanam should not be there, you see. Is Anadihi Utpatti Rahita Avidya Vakshima Lakshana Pratibandasya Hetu Hityarthaha. This Anadihi means Utpatti Rahita Avidya. <coughs> avidya means ignorance which is anadi, which is beginningless. Adi means beginning, as well as adi means cause. <coughs> anadi means beginningless, or anadi also means causeless. Avidya is that which is no cause. Why is there ignorance? 
if you can explain that, then we are explaining cause of ignorance. There cannot be an answer. Why ignorance is there? It is there. If why? If there is a cause for ignorance, that would mean that ignorance is a beginning or ignorance is a product of something. Ignorance is anadi. <coughs> Obviously, every form of ignorance is beginningless. Ignorance does not have a beginning. Very often we ask this question to these people, you know, in the tenth man story. And this fellow is counting, and he counts nine, he finds that one boy is missing, all of them then are, they start searching for the tenth boy, etc., they don't find him. And then the wise man comes and asks him to count again, again he counts the nine, and he says, you are the tenth man in this story. When did this fellow have the ignorance that he did not know the tenth man? When? When did he not know or when did he discover that he did not know the tenth man? When he started counting, isn't it? When he started. So when did the ignorance of the tenth man begin? When he started counting. Isn't that right? If ignorance was not there before he started counting, then he would have known who the tenth man is. Because when ignorance is not there, knowledge must be there. But everybody will answer this, that he did not know, he, the ignorance of the tenth man started when he started counting. No, it ever was. The counting process revealed the presence of ignorance. But ignorance ever was. So ignorance does not have a beginning. Any form of ignorance is always beginningless. Because if ignorance is beginning, then there was something before ignorance, when ignorance was not, and only thing that, that can be is knowledge. Because ignorance is compared to darkness. And when darkness is, that can, it can only, when darkness is not, or darkness can be not only when there is light. And so it's not possible that there was knowledge and then ignorance came. Thus ignorance is anadihi utpatti rahita avidya. Ignorance is beginningless, but it is not endless. No. It can be removed. Yeah. Very samta. Means has an end, anta. <coughs> what is avidya? Vakshamana lakshana. Don't, in, don't translate avidya as ignorance. Vakshamana lakshana. Of which the definition will be given subsequently. So, avidya for which the definition will be given subsequently. That avidya is beginningless. Pratibandhas chikaranam or pratibandhas sehetuhu and that is the of cause for that obstacle which prevents me from knowing my true nature as it is <coughs> and which creates an erroneous knowledge for myself the cause for that pratibandha or obstacle is avidya <coughs> see that footnote says that in that footnote the verse from uh, where is it quoted Anadi Maya Suttaha Yada Jiva Prabhudhyade Ajamanidra Maswapnam Advaitam Buddhyate Tada Iti Hukte Has anybody come across this verse? Huh? Swami is quite fond of quoting this verse, in fact. It is in the first chapter of Mandukya Karika. Anadi Maya Suttaha Yada jiva prabudhyate. 
this jivaha anadi maya suptaha this jiva this individual is sleeping in what kind of a sleep maya and maya is what is the nature anadi that maya or ignorance which is anadi or beginningless in that sleep of ignorance this jiva has been sleeping so according to these acharyas we are all sleeping even though walking about you know even though walking about we are for all practical purposes sleeping yanisha sarvabhutanam tasyam jagrati sanyami that which is nisha or the night for all the living beings that is a day for the wise man yasyam jagrati bhutani sanisha pasyato munehe and that where all these living beings are awake that is where this wise man is asleep it's interesting so in one way all ignorant people are awake in another way all of them are sleeping can sleeping and wakefulness be simultaneously there the verse of gita says that ignorant people are sleeping where wise man is awake and they are awake where wise man is sleeping can you have a condition where there is sleep and wakefulness simultaneously yeah i already heard the answer somebody said huh in dream dream is a condition where both there is wake sleep and wakefulness because in dream you find people smiling and doing all kinds of things you know that shows that he is awake he is awake all right awake to his own private projected world he is sleeping with reference to the rest of the people and so also in ignorant man is sleeping to the realities of life he is awake to his projected reality <coughs> so there is a kind of anadi maya this is a maya so he sukta even though he may be called awake in as much as he is dreaming but he is still sleeping as far as in as much as he is unaware of the reality of life and so also the people who are performing all these vyavahara all right but they are sleeping to the reality and they are awake to their subjective reality or to that projection and so gaudapada acharya says anadi maya suptah jivah this jiva who has been sleeping in the maya that is beginningless yada prabuddhyate when he is woken up he can't awake he can't wake himself a sleeping man has to be woken up somebody has to wake him up somebody has to call him by name devadatta devadatta then the fellow hears and wakes up and so also the teacher says tattvamasi tattvamasi you are brahma you know then the fellow wakes up that is how yada prabuddhyate when he is woken up or he wakes up ajam anidram asvapnam advaitam buddhyate tada then he comes to know that advaita the non dual which is the nature of the self is ajam unborn anidram free from nidra asvapnam free from dream ajam means even free from waking free from dream free from deep sleep that self he comes to know when he wakes up from the sleep of maya which is beginningless <coughs> meaning that maya or avidya is anadi that's the first footnote second footnote is called pratibandha where did you find that he quotes yachchauktam sureshwara acharya hi all in bhagavad gita vartika 